0: It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news.
1: Coming from across the globe to your living room.
2: And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show.
3: Hello, hello. Welcome to the security token show. This is your host, Kyle Solid. I'm your host, Herrick Codings. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest security token news. Kyle, how you doing? I am great. We are here another amazing week. We've got all of our amazing stuff lined
0: up for the show. But before we get into it today, Harvey, we do need to thank our sponsor this week, mm-hmm. which is Token City. They're an issuer the platform in Spain, tokenizing startups, loans, and real estate as well as ESG companies. And they recently made a new section on their marketplace just for STM, aiming to give users even more offerings to invest in. And we'll be working towards showing their issuers on STM.co, our new website launch as well. This week, they hosted Jason Barraza from our team on their TV show where they explored U.S. versus international regulatory frameworks, which, as we know, can be very different as the tokenization market as a whole, as well as we're collaborating to bring more offerings to both of our audiences. So check out Token City for more. Thanks for being a great sponsor of the show. That was a great segment with Jason. And with that, let's get into the top five. Top five. And kicking off our top five this week, we're starting it at number five with maybe the biggest piece of crypto news this week, which was Terra Luna versus the SEC. The SEC, of course, claiming that the Luna currency is a security, and this has really broad-ranging effects across the entire industry because Luna lost $40 billion worth of equity value in a matter of days. But this also potentially includes stable coins, Algorithmic stablecoins as well as yield generating stablecoins as securities, as well as any raft or synthetic tokens as well, which this is a huge part of the
3: ecosystem and they could all be securities very soon. That's a huge, huge potential change. Number four, though, we got a big analysis from T-Zero. Announcing that they're actually now launching into primary offerings, folks. So, just in case you aren't familiar, most of the platforms you hear about, like INX and Securitize and T0, they've been trading on a secondary basis. That means these stocks were already issued, and now anyone on the market there can go and purchase it. In a primary offering, the company is still focused on issuing those tokens, and you get a chance to get in before it trades on the secondary market and is listed. So this is now a chance for you to do a T0 as well, just right after getting out of crypto and now fully focused on securities. They've moved into primary offerings, starting with X. Uh, with a reg CF, meaning that anyone could participate in it, trying to raise a million dollars for their DeFi software firm. Pretty cool. And moving into number three,
0: we have Taurus. This is an Issuance platform, investor cap table management platform for tokenized securities and digital assets. They also do custody and some other things as well. They are based in Switzerland. We see the Swiss economy and ecosystem for blockchain tokenization really blowing up. One of the hottest places that we see in the world. And now Taurus has announced a $65 million Series B. They are going to be scaling up operations, not only in Europe, but in the Middle East, in Latin America, as well as the North American continent. So hopefully we see Taurus in our jurisdiction sometime soon. $65
3: million is nothing to chuckle about in this environment. And number two, we've got a huge Fortune 50 company, folks, Siemens. Massive conglomerate out of Germany doing a tokenized corporate bond. 60 million euros, the first, uh, which they have not officially said, but it seems to be presumed that it will be on the Polygon blockchain. More details with Peter later in the show. We see tokenized bonds being all of the
0: rage for investment banks. And our number one news also is a tokenized bond, this time a Hong Kong tokenized green bond. This is a $100 million bond based out of Hong Kong with partnerships of the Bank of China, HSBC, Goldman Sachs, and other banks to launch another project in the tokenized bond space. This comes in parallel with over $5 billion in green bonds that they issued traditionally. So this suggests there is a huge potential market size here if everything goes well on the digital security side. And based on the fact that we've seen tens of billions of dollars
3: of tokenized debt already, seems to be this is gonna continue to happen. Hong Kong surging into the security token scene here. Gotta love it. Let's learn more over with Peter Gaffney on the institutional segment.
1: Welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, Head of Research at Security Token Advisors. And I have to say, the past week held some interesting conversations on the STA side specifically. So we're always keeping our ear to the ground regarding how asset managers are looking to leverage this technology, blockchain, tokenization specifically, within their portfolios and or day-to-day operation. And I gotta say, the recurring theme, the recurring takeaway is that firms feel like they gotta do something. They can't just sit back and do nothing. It's becoming pertinent that asset tokenization checks all the critical boxes for financial institutions specifically, Other digital asset verticals may not. So when you're factoring in compliance, permissioning, and privacy, and then, of course, just acting as a programmable tech overlay to the existing infrastructure, tokenization is kind of reigning king these days. Remember, tokenization and tokenized assets themselves, not cryptocurrencies, not utility tokens. They're simply built upon public blockchains and or private permission solutions that we see a lot on the institutional side. Popular enterprise developers, for example, include Digital Asset, who goes by DAML or DAML Finance, and HQLAX. All right, there's the stage. This past week, specifically, the industry saw a few new additions to the digital bond segment of the market. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority, Hong Kong Central Bank, sold $5.75 billion in conventional green bonds in January 2023. Conventional, not tokenized. They're now following that up, though, with a $102 million tokenized green bond issuance as part of a pilot program with tokenization. The central bank elected to work with Goldman Sachs digital asset platform, which is underpinned by the aforementioned Damo Finance. uh, For the issuance, the management of the bond's lifecycle, that's great. The Bank of China, Credit Agricole, and HSBC, who actually has its own bond platform called Orion, were also hired to facilitate the sale. Okay, so that's that. And on perhaps an even more significant note, the German engineering company, largest industrial manufacturer in Europe, Siemens, issued a 60 million euro, about $64 million uh, digital bond on the Polygon blockchain, which is a public blockchain, for those who know, and not an enterprise solution like most of the banking solutions so far. So they're still ironing out some of the coupon payments process, since there's no set digital euro as of now. Although the issuance itself was successful, was completed within two days, And just a few weeks ago, Polygon made headlines for the Hamilton Lane Equities Fund on Securitize. So now they're stretching their reach to the corporate bond side. Incredible to see a lot happening there. There's now, according to the STA, STM team, around $12 billion worth of bond issuances on blockchain technology across corporations, investment banks, and central banks or government entities. So tis tis the theme of 2023, as we called it, in our State of security tokens publication back in December and January. I'll be back with next week with some new coverage. Until then, let's kick it over to Sam Sachs. Get everybody some market updates.
2: Hello and happy Monday and what a week it has been. The security token market cap is back above the $16 billion mark. Yup, that's right. Thanks to a Negro group surging above a $15.225 billion market cap, we are reaching new milestones for the trading market in 2023. And now, it's time for the Market Minute, where I try to break down all the biggest trading news in just one minute. Let's go. Taurus, a European service provider within the digital asset sector, has just announced the successful completion of its Series B funding round. Taurus is a notable name within the digital asset sector as it looks to incorporate more than just Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Rather, it has taken a more encompassing approach, maintaining equal focus on high-potential asset classes like digital securities, security tokens, and non-fungible tokens. The German company Siemens has announced its first tokenized bond in the amount of 60 million euros on the public blockchain, which is presumably Polygon. The security tokens were sold directly by Siemens to Bank, DZ Bank, and Union Investment. As for the payment, it was made according to, quote, traditional methods, Because of the lack of digital euro for the settlement. And finally, after pivoting away from crypto entirely, T Zero has primary offerings along with secondary trading, poised to complete with established security crowdfunding platforms. T Zero is all in on security tokens. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next Monday. Thanks, Sam. And now we're diving into our main
0: topic, where we're going to be talking about something that in the crypto industry is maybe a bit controversial. However, traditional finance might agree with us, and that is maybe the SEC has been doing something right in trying to get control over some of the wild west of crypto. There's a whole lot to unpack here, but I think that which way do you want to go first?
3: I mean, I think the general message is the SEC is not as bad as I think most of the crypto community makes them out to be, and we're going to try to shine a little bit of light on that today. Sure. Uh, I want to start off with talking about maybe some of the realities that we're dealing with, right? Crypto is a brand new technology, uh, asset class, whatever you want to describe it as in your own terms, but it's brand new, which means that when it comes from a legislative perspective, there are not any real rules designed for this. Uh, And we have not seen any passed and really made around this other than, you know, I think Biden's recent sort of uh, study around crypto. Uh, There has been a result now in order to try to regulate crypto and meaning nobody knows who is actually going to regulate it. So you've got a turf war that they say between the CFTC, between the SEC, uh, talking about, okay, who and how do we regulate this?
0: Yeah, and I think that it's been a big problem because in the midst of this kind of lack of clarity between the different regulators, we're seeing fraud app. And it's just as simple as that, right? You've got FTX and the total collapse and mismanagement of those funds. You see everything going on with the Terra Luna case that we mentioned today with 40 plus billions of dollars of real equity value lost in that ecosystem. You see all kinds of Ponzi schemes and smaller frauds happening all the time. A lot of these lenders going bankrupt like Celsius and Voyager and Genesis. There's easily a dozen billion-dollar holes across the industry, and that doesn't even include potentially the elephant in the room, which is Binance has been under a lot of stress recently as well, right? So we're talking about so much money from real custodians, from people giving their dollars to somebody that they trust to hold those dollars, and then those people are misappropriating those funds. And unfortunately, there has to be consequences for that, not only for the people that are committing fraud, but You can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and expect that something's going to change, which seems to be where the SEC's positioning right now.
3: Yeah, and and also potentially even uh, the legislators as well starting to feel the heat, if you will, because we're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars, both in the form of actual fraud and problems, but also in just losses and things that yeah. actually were not expected potentially for the individual. So right. they, weren't, they weren't disclosed. Right? They weren't disclosed, right? Whether it's mismanaging their keys or potentially on a centralized platform, things going wrong. it does on Yeah, being suspect to things. This is a real, real problem, whether we like it or not. And when we look at it, you know, off the phrase of, you know, it looks like a duck, Uh, quacks like a duck. It probably is a duck. Uh, We're we're trying to see how can we actually bring the best protection to people while trying to regulate something that has no definition around it. And the SEC is forced to kind of use what's in play today, right?
0: Yeah, let's talk about what the duck is going on, which in this case, we've got RIA changes. So, with a registered investment advisor, this is somebody that can manage funds on behalf of Investors of people that are giving you money, and you're helping them understand where they can can allocate that capital. And recently, the SEC came out and voted in the idea that an RAA needs to be responsible for where that money's going, which seems kind of rational. However, it does have broader implications for crypto in the sense that the SEC has kind of is suggesting, and there's no laws passed yet. There's nothing that's directly enforceable. Yet, however, it does seem like the SEC doesn't feel that crypto companies are qualified to be a custodian of these assets because of the fact specifically Gensler saying the commingling of funds, the mismanagement of these things means that we can't trust these companies on their word Potentially, unless there's either licenses attached where they have to go through, you know, scrutiny. They have to go through disclosure processes. They need to be verified in terms of this or potentially not at all. And so that's where some of the concern is about how far this goes. And there's not a lot of direction on that yet. However, again, as we're talking about, there maybe is merit to this considering the fact that a lot of these companies were really mismanaging funds in a way that the average person looks at it and says, how could you have even justified or rationalized those extremely risky decisions, those crazy loans, the potential fraud in a lot of cases to cover these things up? We got to find a way to prevent this from happening in the future.
3: A hundred percent. I mean, we we have to look at this from a you know macro perspective, right? There is this War between innovation, of course, and the potential for new value creation versus protection. And it's pretty serious when you bring up the word protection and security, right? When those words are usually used, you also hear that with car safety, airline safety. You know, protection is usually something that is pretty concerning to people. And when same thing is for financial securities too, right? You need protection when it comes to investing, Why should crypto, given that it's proven to have been suspect to so much issues, let's say, that why shouldn't there be some kind of regulation? Of course, uh, whether you like it or not, again, the SEC is going to be responsible in certain cases because legally they can be found responsible if they don't act and start enforcing securities laws the way that they see it. Uh, And so they are kind of essentially just doing their job. Uh, Whereas even though there is this fight for innovation, you've got this other side, folks, that it's like people are losing money and they need protection and there is no existing rule framework for this to happen. So the SEC is actually looking out for people, actually helping uh, and protecting in many cases, despite the fact that they have to be on the front line. Of innovation like that.
0: Yeah, so while this may be happening, and it might be unfortunate for the crypto industry, perhaps it's better for the average investor, and perhaps maybe these rules are in place for a reason to prevent this thing from happening. I think the big question that we don't have an answer to yet, but we'll only time will tell, is will this prevent major losses in the future, or is it only potentially being a band-aid to prevent innovation, which is what a lot of technologically focused people feel. However, again, as we've said, you can't keep letting people lose money to fraud. So from that regard, I think that the SEC gets a bad rep for the fact that they're just trying to to protect the average investor.
3: Well, hopefully you got some insight there that you may hear a lot of of bad talk, uh, but just remember that there's two sides to every story. uh, And we also believe in the many innovations of of crypto. That's how we got to security tokens today in the first place. But we also do believe in uh, protection and being able to invest safely uh, which is why I, I, think, uh, I think what the SEC is doing uh, in many cases is the right thing. Uh, but with that, you might have your own opinions, your own thoughts, your own questions regarding this. Let us know. We're, of course, always available. Now it's time to end our show with the Companies of the Week. Two firms made major moves in the space this week. That's why we're going to give them a spotlight. It's our Companies of the Week. Uh, Kyle, who did you nominate for this week's episode?
0: This week, I wanted to highlight an OG. This is a company that's been in the industry for a long time, years and years. One of the first places to trade security tokens worldwide. One of the first US securities to trade to retail public all around the world. It is Merge. Merge is a licensed exchange. They trade security tokens. They've been tech focused for a long time and they've been consistently an innovator in this industry. I wanted to shout them out because they built a joint venture with Horizon around this, this platform called Upstream. And Upstream recently is launching another asset on their platform and so, the fact that Merge has not given up hope, they've continued to innovate, continued to drive forward and build progress towards the industry in bringing new products to market is something that I think should be you know, applauded because of the fact that this industry doesn't move as fast as crypto or NFTs and it you need to be in it for the long haul in order to make any lasting progress. And so for their consistency over multiple years, I wanted to shout out Merge for continuing to innovate.
3: Talk about international arbitrage opportunity from our previous discussion here. Merge has its benefits of actually being a national exchange that is completely uh, designed for security tokens and blockchain-based instruments. And with this platform, you're getting all those real benefits, and you're seeing real companies from uh, America that are listed, OTC, on NASDAQ, et cetera, that are also dual listing on this platform. So that is really awesome to see. I think it's a great choice, Kyle. How about you? Well, I've been uh, sticking to a trend of the newcomers, which is just great because that means this industry is constantly growing. Uh, And this newcomer is an issuer uh, that is called Capital Trust Group. So Capital Trust Group is actually maybe more known right now for their STO, but I think they're going to be doing many, uh, which is the private jet residence security token. So that definitely sounds a little alluring, very interesting. It's a New Zealand-based Uh, group. uh, And actually, it's a bond, folks, that is essentially a a bond backing a real estate project that actually has a golf course attached to as well, but is a private jet residence, which I can only assume is like a hangar or mini airport or some type of situation. So probably a pretty cool uh, commercial real estate type opportunity there uh, being produced as a security token through Fireblocks, which is a well-known large custody platform, but lesser known for their token issuance. And here we are seeing it in action. So congratulations to Capital Trust Group. You're my company of the week. That makes total sense. I think it's an interesting
0: asset. It's new and innovative. And as you said, fresh capital, fresh interest, bright eyes, bushy
3: tails is great for innovation, great for the industry. And with that, Kyle, that's the end of the Security Token Show. Come follow us, subscribe, like, you know, share it with somebody that you think this might be useful for. Of course, stm.co for all your latest and greatest news for security tokens. We'll talk to you next week. Happy tokenizing.